this is uh, Tombstone Minute. I'm your host, Rob, and joined by my co-host, Joe. This is uh, Minute 49, and this is Tombstone Minute, the podcast, where we discuss the movie Tombstone minute by minute. In this minute, Doc Holliday is playing the piano, and Billy Clinton has some recommendations for what he could play. Suggestions would be the right term, I guess. Yeah. Boy, you make this minute sound pretty exciting. <laughs> this um, is where, like, we, it's been a rough week and a half here. And this is finally where the tension starts ratcheting up a little, and we can start to get the sense, like, okay, here we go. Action on the horizon. Yes. So, um, Doc is with Kate, and he's playing the piano. And uh, Billy Clinton who is uh, played by Thomas Hayden Church. Uh, I did a little research, Joe. Yes. I was curious, what has Thomas Hayden Church been in previous to Tombstone? Okay. How, how would you even find that out? Um, called his agent. Oh. Um, so he was in an episode of China Beach before this. Oh, which um, our listeners would know was the show that Dana Delaney, who plays Josephine, starred in. Yes. So then I started thinking, who else has the China Beach connection in Tombstone? There's one other person. Our good friend, Paul Ben Victor. Paul Ben Victor, who played Florentino, the translator from the opening minutes, was also in an episode of China Beach. Oh, interesting. So there's a trilogy of China Beach cast members. I mean, only Dana Delaney was full-time. The other ones are just one episode. But still, fun fact. Um, So here we go. Doc is playing the piano. And I really kind of legit love how um, Kate is sort of leaning up against him. Like, it's a very adorable moment happening at that bar. Yeah. And it, um, it further uh, cements uh, Doc as a man of learning. Mm-hmm. And Billy asks if he's playing Old Dog Trey. Now, I did some research again. Oh, man, you must be exhausted. I am. And I wanted to know what Old Dog Trey was. And as we know, can you remember who sings Old Dog Trey? Stephen Foster. Stephen Foster. Do you know anything about Stephen Foster? Uh, he was a sort of made songs like. Yep. Well, he Camp mentions like Camp Town Races. Yeah, we all know those. Like, yeah, it's very popular ones. Yep. So I, I I wanted to read the lyrics of Old Dog Trey, and I have them here. Do you? Could you indulge me? Could I read these? I have a feeling you're about to read something horribly racist. No, it's not. I actually think this is really delightful. I think it. Okay, here we go. The morn of life is past, and evening comes at last. It brings me a dream of a once happy day, of merry forms I've seen upon the village green, sporting with my old dog Trey. And then the chorus is, Old dog Trey's ever faithful. Grief cannot drive him away. He's gentle. He is kind. I'll never, never find a better friend than old dog Trey. The the forms I called my own have vanished one by one. The loved ones, the dear ones, the dear ones have all passed away. 
Their happy smiles have flown, their gentle voices gone. I've nothing left but old dog Trey. When thoughts recall the past, his eyes are on me cast. I know that the feels what my breaking heart would say. Although he cannot speak, I'll vainly, vainly seek a better friend than old dog Trey. Isn't that really beautiful? <laughs> yeah, that is really nice. So this whole scene has taken a turn in how I feel about it. Because now I feel really bad for Billy Clanton. Yeah, he's probably really drunk and he misses his dog. Yeah, he's like, I really can you play old dog Trey? That song about the man and his best friend, his dog. And um Doc doesn't respond very kindly to that. No, he doesn't, but I don't really like he he didn't there's no sign saying I take requests up there or a tip jar or anything. So I mean, you're right. Um, so Stephen Stephen Foster uh, was uh, known as the father of American music, um, and I one of our favorite games to play here on Tombstone Minute, or at least one of my favorite games to play, is how did he die? <laughs> <laughs> okay, was Ed Gein involved? Ed Gein was not involved. <laughs> he died in 1864. Foster became ill with a fever. Weakened, he fell in his hotel, cutting his neck. What? His writing partner, George Cooper, found him still alive, naked, lying in a pool of blood. He died in a hospital three days later at age 37. Let me tell you, life in the late, life in the 1800s just isn't great. No. I mean, this is like a successful, you like, the father of American music. This is like as good as it's going to get for you, really, in this era. And he gets ill, falls, and cuts himself on like a glass or something and dies. I thought you were going to say he died in the Civil War or something like that. No. Isn't that awful? Every yeah. time I read what happened, it's terrible. It's just the worst. It's the worst. So Our cause yeah. of death will be like, ate too much ice cream. <laughs> OD'd on candy. <laughs> Choked on saltwater taffy. <laughs> Didn't like it. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's awful. So here's here's poor Billy Clanton, drunk. Here's a song. Now, I actually listened to some of the song. First off, I read the lyrics of the song much quicker than their song. It is like a four-minute-plus-long song. It takes his time spinning this yarn. Um, it does kind of sound like it. I can kind of understand how Billy might have thought that. Because he doesn't ask for the song. He asks if this is what he's playing. Yeah. Um, and Doc corrects him and tells him what he's playing. We This is a family podcast. We can't use the words. But uh, do you remember the artist? Chopin. Yeah, Frederick Chopin. Um, and he mentions that it's a nocturne. Now, do you know much about music, Joe? Um, I know a lot about Super Tramp. <laughs> Will that help? Um, no, it's it's logical, but it's it doesn't help. <laughs> um, so <laughs> Chopin. Well, first off, a nocturne is a usually a musical composition that is inspired by or evocative of the night. Okay, makes sense. Turn. We define that. Chopin wrote 21 pieces, um, 21 nocturnes, he called them. 
Okay. And they are considered generally among the finest short solo works for the instrument, being the piano, and they hold an important place in the contemporary concert repertoire. And I'm going to be honest, Joe. I feel like Doc is just being a little bit uppity here. I think he's had a little too much to drink. I think he's right to think that that guy's annoying, but he probably could be a little nicer about But Doc doesn't shy away from conflict. No. No, he doesn't. Um, So he's playing, just for our uh, historians out there, he's playing the 19th Nocturne, uh, E minor, OP 72, number one. It's OP dot, I don't know what that stands for, so I'm just going to say OP. Maybe it's opium. You you've come so close to saying smart things on this podcast, but, <laughs> but you just always find a way. Um, I've talked a lot, which well, is weird. Uh, let, can we keep talking about Thomas Hayden Church? Yes, please. Um, did you know that? Um, I I I guess I don't want to buzz market, but I will say that there's a very famous online retailer named after a place on earth in South America. Okay. And on that website, you could purchase a autographed photo of Thomas Hayden church from tombstone for $109 plus $10 shipping. Ooh. Uh, really? Well, I was, I was also looking up to see what Thomas Hayden church had been in before this. And it was one of the first 10 results uh, was this, this photo of him. So if you're a big Thomas Hayden Church fan and you're looking for something to fill out uh, the shrine, maybe pick you that want, up. Do you want to know what's really um, the most embarrassing part of this so far is when you were trying to skip around saying Amazon and you said it's a retailer uh, named after an area in South America. I was like, oh, Patagonia? What? I was like, and I was like, is it like Thomas Hayden Church jackets from Patagonia or something? <laughs> and then even when you said a signed photograph of Thomas Hayden Church from Tombstone, I was like, that's a really weird thing for them to throw as like some sort of like uh, deal. Like if you buy, if you buy, you buy two THC jackets, <laughs> you get an autographed photo, publicity still of Thomas Hayden Church from Tombstone, his first big movie. Okay, should we should we also discuss briefly the end of this minute and yes. where we go? Please, we this need to. this was the place the nonpartisan anti Chinese league warned us about. <laughs> so we're in an opium den. Um, and Curly Bill, let's be honest, he has a hard time standing up. <laughs> He's there's some substances in his body. Let's just and say he that. just has one thing to say, which is, "Oh yay." <laughs> <laughs> Curlyville is so great. Powers Booth is so fantastic in this movie. I'm so happy that t- tomorrow we get a full Powers Booth minute. He acts like a high school girl messed up on wine coolers. Oh, yay. I I do have another historical fact that we could talk about in this sequence. Is it about um, the the dude petting the cat next to him as he stumbles that, up? That guy is amazing. There's, there's <laughs> the, I, if, okay, if, if you found on Amazon, Amazon or Patagonia or anywhere, a Powers Booth signed Curly Bill um, portrait, I would get that if it was authentic. 
Just going to put it out there. Um, no, what I was going to say is I learned that the term hipster actually originated in opium dens. What? Yes, because they were referencing how people like sat inside of opium dens. They kind of like leaned on their hips and like you know smoked that way. The term hipster came from there. Huh? How about that? Well, That's okay. your fun fact. Well, next time someone calls me a hipster, I'll be like, "Sir, I'm straight edge." <laughs> I would never do opium. Out of all, like you know, there's always kind of like these these scary drug dens and a lot of different kinds of movies, like you know, like a shooting gallery, yeah, uh, or something. Out out of all of like the sort of um, disreputable like drug havens in films, the opium den seems like the most comfortable to me. You just lay down there, take a little nap. I was going to agree with you. Like, there's always like nice pillows, and like I kind of like how the light is, and yeah, like no one's red. no one's generally upset. They're just yeah. chilling out. Seems harmless to me. Well, <laughs> let's get to the next minute before we make that claim. <laughs> Still harmless. He can't hit anything. <laughs> That's true. Um, Milestone episode tomorrow. Number yeah, 50. Tomorrow's minute 50. Do you have anything else? Um, I, I just want to to attack the haters out there that didn't think we were going to get to 50. I know, I guess technically we haven't yet, but the people said we couldn't do it. Here we are. Mm. Take that, suckers. Heroes. Um, I'm excited. Tomorrow, uh, tomorrow's all, all Curly Bill. Yes, um, <laughs> absolutely. It's a. Uh, this is where we we come out of. It's been we've been in a dark place for about two weeks now, and finally some action next minute. Okay, that's all I have. All right, we'll be so, back tomorrow. All right, number fifty. Number fifty.